Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us to lead, learn, and laugh. Learn market knowledge and best practices to lead your company's success. Well, hello, I'm Michael Bull, your host to the world of commercial real estate. Well, last week we brought you interviews from CEOs of leading retail REITs from ICSC Recon Convention in Las Vegas. Well, now we have seven more interviews for you. These interviews are conducted by Brad Thomas, who covers REITs for The Street, Seeking Alpha, and Forbes. Brad is also VP of Capital Markets with Bull Realty. Bull Realty assists REITs and other clients with acquisition, disposition, and consulting related to commercial real estate. Now, Brad Thomas from the floor of the convention. Brad Thomas here at The Street, and I'm here with Recon Las Vegas 2013. I'm here today with Drew Alexander. Drew is the CEO of Weingarten Realty, ticker symbol WRI. Good to see you today, Drew. Great to see you again, Brad. Uh, you know, shopping centers seem to be in favor right now. And what's, what's, what's sparking the activity in the, in the shopping center industry today? Well, people realize that a supermarket anchored, a discount anchored shopping center is an incredibly recession resilient vehicle. So there's tremendous investor interest. You know, the mood is really quite good. The tenant interest in our product type is especially strong. There's really no new space being built. So all the tenants, whether they're large or small, are trying to be very flexible and fit into those existing spaces that are available. Because they recognize that as the economy gets stronger, as new developments uh, start, the rent necessary to justify new development is going to be 20-25% higher in some cases. So right. from their perspective, if they can squeeze into an existing space, handle their open to buy, their store planning with an existing space, they're being very accommodating to do that. So this is a wonderful convention for us, even in this internet age where we, with our global meetings and our, our various programs, it's a wonderful opportunity for us to get together with all of our key retailers, spend some time personally with the people that we interface with on the phone and via email, go over everything in, in a bit of an organized, relaxed way. Right. You know, a lot of hustle and bustle, but, but also spend some quality time, you know, look at everything and sort of set the agenda for the next year, you know, figure out global meetings when we're going to delve into stuff in more detail, look at what our lease explorations are, where there might be some consolidation of space coming back. Right. Uh, so it's, it's a really... It's a really unique opportunity. Sure. You have landlords here, you have tenants here, you know, finance types, uh, you know, real estate brokers, and then all the different vendors. So the attendance is up slightly this year, uh, and, and definitely the mood is, you know, continued to improve this last several years since the downturn. So the rates are really good. Great. And let's talk about, you know, the, your tenants specifically. You've got some really solid tenants, grocery anchored uh, product, as well as some best-in-class retailers, uh, very diverse portfolio. Can you name some of the some of your major tenants? Yes. I mean, you know, we came out of a supermarket company, so our largest tenant is Kroger and then Safeway is a very large tenant for us. And we're also in a lot of basic goods and services tenants. So the TJX, you know, TJ Max and, and Marshalls is very big with us, you know, as is Ross. And we also do a tremendous amount of business with Target, Walmart, strong regional grocery chains like HEB in Texas and right. Publix, uh, Harris Teeter, uh, you know, Bed Bath and Beyond, you know, very diversified list of tenants, you know, very good names. And generally speaking, 
people uh, people who are selling basic goods and services. So sure. we joke with some of our investors when they come into town that we have a limited number of white tablecloth restaurants that we can take them to, but we have a lot of Subway sandwich shops and McDonald's. It's a, a very basic goods and services portfolio. Sure. Now, you're, you're very well known in the Houston area. And uh, tell us about your geographic diversification. I know you're in Texas, but in quite a few other states. Our, our focus going forward, as you know, Brad, we had a, a meeting with Wall Street about two years ago that we announced that we were going to hone the geography and focus on the major metropolitan areas, about 25 major metropolitan areas, from Washington State through Washington, D.C., all of the coastal or border states, plus we have a very strong presence here in Las Vegas and Denver, Colorado. So we are selling some properties, as, as mentioned a few minutes ago, we also had an industrial portfolio that we sold. So we're very focused on supermarket discount anchored centers in the 25 metropolitan areas in those 12 states that are sort of the, you know, two-thirds of the United States. So right. it's been a very good market for us, you know, able to find some great properties last year in California, great properties in Washington, D.C., a major growth area for us, you know, great property in Atlanta. And, you know, we, we continue to look to add as well as, you know, we are selling off some of the more geographically outlying, some of the smaller properties, um, you know, very much uh, continuing to improve our already strong balance sheet uh, and the, the operational efficiencies of the company. Great. Well, that's uh, really a great story, and Weingarten is certainly delivering today, and we appreciate your time and, and meeting us here at the Recon Conference. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Brad Thomas here today, Recon Las Vegas 2013. I'm here today with Carr Taylor. Carr is a founder and CEO of Amri, ticker symbol A-M-R-E. Good to see you today. Good to be here, Brad. Thank you. So we're here at the Super Bowl of Retail. Uh, over 35,000 in attendance today. You know, Amri, uh, I know you've been around the industry quite a few years, as, as I have. Right. Uh, but Amri is a fairly new public company in the New York Stock Exchange. Tell us about that. When did you when did you officially list this company? We uh, were 20 29-year-old company. We focus on the urban affluent infill of five of the best markets uh, in, in the country, four in, in Texas and, and one in Atlanta. And we uh, listed our stock last summer okay. on the New York Stock Exchange. Great. So uh, so since that time, you've got, I know you had a core portfolio since you listed. Uh, how many uh, shopping centers do you have today? I know you've got a few single-tenant properties as well. What's your total portfolio size? Right. We've, we've got a platform of a billion. Uh, half of that, 500 million is on book, and the other are uh, joint ventures primarily with AEW, JP Morgan, um, uh, Goldman Sachs, and those type uh, as well. Great. Now, I know your trademark, if you will, is the irreplaceable corner. Right. What does that mean? Well, uh, we trademarked that 10 years ago, and what that means is that we are in very affluent areas. There's really called five Ds as our framework. Demographic affluence, uh, density of population, uh, desirability of physical layout, demand, and demarcation. And when you bring all that together, what that really means is dense, affluent, urban markets in high growth areas. And we own grocery-anchored shopping centers in those high barrier to entry markets. Uh, and that's been a real uh, uh, 
driver of value uh, since we've been on the exchange and uh, our metrics as well. And we uh, we call those corners irreplaceable corners. Right. Now I know Texas never built the recession. So I know Texas is one of those markets. Dallas, Houston, Atlanta, so those are your core markets. Right, five markets, Austin and Atlanta as well, yes. Okay, so how do you differentiate this model? I know in terms of your irreplaceable corners, um, you know, I know you've got a, a fairly large amount of shop space. Right. You know, what's, what's different from your, from your company versus, say, some of the other retailers? Well, if you were to take a graph and to plot all of the pure groups uh, by vertical access being uh, affluence and the horizontal access being density, you'd find that Amrate is on the northeast quadrant above every one of our competitors as far as affluence and density of population. So again, when we talk about an irreplaceable corner, you're talking about the best markets in very high affluent areas uh, and some of the best properties within those markets. And that's how we differentiate ourselves. We're really the Tiffany portfolio within the shopping center here. Sure. Now, uh, a little bit on the dividend. What, how is your dividend today and, and, and how safe is the dividend? Right. Well, again, our dividend's in the fours, around 4.2 today. Uh, it's a strong dividend in that we have a very strong, steady NOI and a conservative uh, balance sheet, low debt, fixed debt primarily. So our dividend is well covered. Uh, it's a strong dividend mm -hmm. compared to a lot of the peers, uh, which would indicate that it's uh, a, a good stock to be uh, considering these days. Sure. Now, I've followed your company since you went public. Right. Um, tell me a little bit about the, you know, I know that you've got some shares that you've either unlocked or you've merged some Class A, Class B shares. Tell me exactly what does that mean? Right. So we've a 29-year-old company. Uh, we were not public, obviously, until this past summer, so we have some investors who uh, have been with us a long time, and we uh, the reason we went public is to allow some of those shareholders who didn't have liquidity to gain liquidity, and that's what's happened uh, since we went public, and those stocks, some of those shares now are coming into the market, and so you're seeing that we're starting to grow as far as volatility, I, I mean, as far as volume goes within the, the stock flow. Sure. Well, listen, it's, uh, Carr, it's great to see you today, and I look forward to to the success of Amrit going forward. Thanks for being here today. Thank you, Brad. Appreciate it. Take care. Thank you, Brad Thomas. Well, stay tuned for Joey Agri with Agri Realty from the floor of the ICSC Recon Convention in Las Vegas. Well, be sure to check out topics of special interest to you at the Commercial Real Estate Show website. Just look for the tab Shows on Demand. Example shows include Twitter for Business, Zoning for Dollars, Tenant Leasing Strategies, and we provide sector updates for all the various sectors, including retail, office, industrial, multifamily, and single-tenant net lease properties. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back after this message. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by your friends at Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com or call 800-408-BULL. Welcome back to the Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. Well, today we're featuring interviews from CEOs of leading retail REITs from ICSC Recon Convention in Las Vegas. Now more from Brad Thomas. Brad Thomas here with The Street. 
uh, Recon 2013 here in Las Vegas. A lot of traffic, and I'm here today with Joey Agree, the CEO of Agree Realty. Good to see you today. Good to see you, Brad. Listen, uh, Joey, there's a lot of traffic here today, and uh, we've been around interviewing a lot of the shopping center uh, CEO management teams, but the net lease industry today is on fire. Total return year-to-date, 30%. You know, what is, what's going on in the net lease sector today? Number of reasons. We continue to see a, a lack of supply really coming on space, coming online. We see a ton of demand in terms of acquisitions, um, both traded, non-traded REITs, as well as investors that are out there seeing, seeking yield replacement. Um, it, it's, it's an alternative, and it's uh, it's on fire, like you said. Now, Agri is a smaller cap, smaller than some of the bigger ones, the Realty Incomes and the ARCP, American okay. Realty Capital Property Trust. Uh, so Agri, ticker symbol ADC, yep. tell us about your portfolio. How many properties in your portfolio right. today? Yeah, we've got about 118 properties today in 31 states. Uh, last week we announced our, our, our 31st state in North Dakota. So we've continued to expand the property from, from our portfolio from a geographic perspective um, and expand it from, from a, a property count as well. So 118 properties and growing, and that compares about three years ago when we had uh, about 75 assets in the portfolio. Sure. One thing that's, that I've really found interesting and admirable about your company is when you when you face difficult times and how you've right. been able to go through that. And with a couple years ago, you had a large uh, portfolio with Borders properties. Of course, right. Borders went bankrupt. Right. Watched how you've gone through that, and now you're, tell us how you are today and how you managed yeah. to get through that storm. Yeah, today we're about 98% occupied. Um, we managed to get through it for, for a number of reasons. One, it's a testament to our asset management and leasing team. Um, we were quickly able to retain a number of those properties. Our, our final former Borders in Monroeville, Pennsylvania, we're currently under construction for home goods, TJX, and that will be the, uh, the last, like I said, the, the last former Borders in the portfolio. Um, but we've also made a, a number of strategic inroads in terms of our business model. We've launched our acquisition platform in 2010. We've acquired almost $200 million of industry-leading net lease assets. Um, we've also launched our joint venture capital solutions program where we're partnering with developers nationwide, bringing our, uh, bringing our balance sheet and our development expertise, which is, which is pretty unique to the net lease space in terms of publicly traded REITs, to the table. And both those programs have seen a significant amount of traction um, and complement our development program as well. So, in terms of your net lease product, your top three tenants, tell me about what makes up this portfolio, maybe the top three. Yeah, I mean, we're really focused today on industry-leading credits uh, in the pharmacy space, in the C-store space. We're working with retailers like McDonald's, Walgreens, Chase. Um, we're a preferred developer for Wawa Gas Opinion Store in Florida. So we're focused on working with industry-leading, web-resistant models, web-resistant industries, and continuing to expand our portfolio from a geographic perspective, from a tenant concentration perspective, um, and also from uh, a sector perspective. Sure. Let's talk about the dividend, paying around a 5% dividend. Right. How safe is that dividend today in terms of your payout ratio and so forth? Yeah, our, our, our payout ratios are conservative. The board recently in the first quarter raised our quarterly dividend from 40 cents to 41 cents a quarter. Um, it's a dollar 64 annualized. As you said, it's about 5% yield today. Um, our payout ratios are pretty conservative. We're in the low 80% range from an FFO and AFFO perspective. So we feel like the dividend is safe and secure and we continue to add, really most of our growth comes from ex external um, external growth. We continue to add new assets. We continue to balance, uh, manage our extremely conservative balance sheet, frankly. Um, and look forward to continuing to be able to grow the dividend. Well, it's great to see, and it's good great that you got skin in the game here, yeah. and appreciate your taking time for great. us today. Thanks, Brad. Good seeing you. you. Always. Appreciate it. Yeah. Brad Thomas here with The Street. Pleased to have Gary Saban with me here. Gary is with Excel Trust, ticker symbol EXL. Good to see you today. Thanks, Brad. Always good to see you. Gary, uh, tell us about your background and you know your track record in terms of your, your ability to manage REITs. 
Well, the first show I came here was in New Orleans, and I climbed up the hotels where all the convention suites were, and we went down the stairway and stopped at every floor <laughs> trying to peddle our, our wares, and uh, it's changed a lot since then. Um, but it's been a great run. We started in 1978. Our first shopping center was in Roanoke, Virginia. It was a Kroger and a Super X and a United Virginia Bank. And uh, I remember getting off the plane and the, the person said, where's your dad? <laughs> and Because uh, I'd negotiated the purchase on the phone. Right. So it's been a great industry to be involved in. Sure. Uh, the open air, big box, community, neighborhood, center business has been a good, good business for us. Sure. Well, I believe, you know, in, in, when you invest in REACH today, you're not only investing in the brick and mortar, you're investing in the management team. That's what I really like about your company is the management team. And, and you've got not only you, but just some veteran employees and associates uh, with your company. Let's talk about your, your, your model today. You've got around 33 properties. Tell us, you know, obviously you're diversifying that portfolio, getting it stronger. How big are you today and how many properties do you have in the portfolio? Well, we have about $1.2 billion of assets. We're, uh, we have offices in Northern California, San Diego, Scottsdale, uh, Dallas, Atlanta, Orlando, and uh, Richmond, Virginia. We're building uh, centers of strength around those offices, which is what we've done in the past. We call it the Smile States. We're in the box and pad business, where we have uh, big boxes, mid-sized boxes, out parcels, and connected with shops. And so it's been a good model for us, and uh, as you say, the secret of the people. And we have a great team. We have a good portfolio, and we like the locations where we're focused. Our average household income is almost $100,000 uh, on our properties, and we're looking to uh, improve that. Sure. In terms of your, your tenant profile, I know you've got some of the large, best-in-class retailers. Tell us what makes up your portfolio today. We don't have any main concentration of any one tenant. Our largest uh, tenant is Publix, and okay. they're about 3.1% of our portfolio. We have Publix and, and Lowe's and Kohl's, and we have a lot of centers where we have a grocer component. Either we own them or we might have a Costco or a Super Target or Super Walmart. Or um, We just recently purchased one in Northern California that is a Winco, which is a wholesale kind of warehouse grocer. Um, so it's... Uh, it's either large community dominant centers where you have best in class of a number of boxes and no one really is going to compete with you because you have everybody. Sure. Or you have infill locations with a grocer and, and that's where people shop and they're hard to compete with you as well. So they're barriers of entry. They have good household incomes. The areas are vibrant. Uh, I'm very excited about the portfolio we have. I think uh, when people go out and see them, they always come back surprised at how good they are. Sure. And let's talk about occupancy. Obviously, uh, I think you're, you know the, the industry we're recovering. Uh, I know this conference here looks like there's going to be around 35,000 here. So it's a good indicator here for me. But how is it for your shopping centers in terms of occupancy? Well, we don't have an empty box. We uh, the only vacancy we really have is the vacancy we purchased. We, uh, we love to buy properties that are well located, but maybe we're undercapitalized. And, um, and so we buy vacancy and don't pay for it. And then we lease it up and that's, uh, that's found money for us. Uh, the last empty box we had, we purchased, the box was empty and we leased it recently, that was in Arizona. Uh, when we first went to Arizona, everybody said you're nuts. And that's proven to be a great move for us. Um, you go when nobody wants to go, and then you buy the best product. Sure. And then you get the good prices. Sure. Well, I guess the most important thing for, for a lot of my followers and readers and uh, are the dividends. And let's talk about you know, Excel today and, and your dividend. Uh, you know, how safe is that dividend, and, and, and how do you feel about that you know, growth of that dividend going forward? Well, I've never sold a share, and I try to – and the, these dividends are important because we have children and grandchildren, and we want to put them through school and pay for their braces and everything else. So, no, the dividends we feel are very secure. Um, 
we, our goal is to uh, gradually increase the dividends as we increase the cash flow of the company. And uh, for 30 years in several iterations of the REIT market, we've done that. Um, we just recently increased the dividend again, and uh, it's well covered by the cash flow we have. And the most efficient capital uh, is the capital you can retain, so we'll probably increase that gradually to, point, to the point where we are paying out 100% of our taxable income and then reinvesting the balance. Great. Well, Gary, thanks so much for your time today, and uh, here with Gary Saban, Excel, ticker symbol EXL. Thank you, Brad. Thank you. Thank you, Brad Thomas. We have more great interviews headed your way from ICSC Recon Convention. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by Cone Resnick accounting, and tax advisory services. Visit ConeResnick.com. Cone, C-O-H-N, Resnick, R-E-Z-N-I-C-K. Welcome back to the Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. Well, today we're featuring interviews from CEOs of leading retail REITs from ICSC Recon Convention in Las Vegas. Now more from Brad Thomas. Brad Thomas here today with The Street here at Recon Las Vegas 2013, the Super Bowl for shopping centers. I'm here today with Mark Zalatoris, CEO of Inland Real Estate Corporation, ticker symbol IRC. Good to see you today, Mark. Well, thank you, Brad, for having me. I appreciate you coming out. Great. A lot of activity today. I think Very we're going to be so. at, a, at a record attendance at least since the Great Recession. Yes. Uh, I heard it was 35,000, up 10% from, from, uh, from, from last year. Uh, so a lot of buzz here in the industry. Uh, how are you feeling today in terms of the shopping center industry? We're seeing some pretty pretty nice, yeah. juicy returns in the shopping center sector. Sure. What, what's, what's driving it? Well, very very positive uh, mood in, in, in the uh, retailer's uh, environment today. Our leasing people come back from the meetings just saying they're so enthused about the, uh, the retailer's desire to expand store counts. So uh, compared to the prior years, this is one of the you know, most most you know, interesting uh, environments for for our, our uh, leasing guys, and they and they think we're going to have bang up business in the next couple of years with new store counts. Sure. So that's going to drive you know better occupancy, better rent levels, and you know which translate into growing income at the REIT level itself. Sure. Well, in terms of your tenants, I know you're based your geography is you're based up in the Chicago and and uh, St. Paul Correct. markets. Um, yeah. Tell us about your portfolio. I know you got Roundies, for example. Right. Uh, who are your tenants today? Well, we're primarily located, uh, focused in the upper Midwest. So we have about two-thirds of our portfolio between the Chicagoland and the Minneapolis-St. Paul markets. What we did when we assembled our portfolio is we wanted to focus on necessity-based retail. So uh, grocery anchor, discount anchor, drugstore anchored centers, our primary focus. And about half of our portfolio is grocery anchored. And we made a conscious decision that we would acquire the, either the number one or the number two grocer in each of those markets. So when you look at our tenant exposures, Roundies is our number one at about 5%. And they, they are the market share, uh, market leader in Wisconsin at over 50% market share. And then they are the number two grocer in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area with their rainbow food concepts. Um, and they also are now coming into Chicagoland as well. Hmm. Our next tenant exposures is, re is really super values exposure uh, that 
due to the transaction that they had where they split into two companies recently, right. we're down to about 3.5% each of the old super value and the new company, which owns the Jewel stores in Chicagoland, and the old super value company continues to own the Cub Food stores in Minneapolis, and those two are the number one grocers in each of those markets. So, you know, we're... we're more comfortable that the exposure is split into two, right. and so that our tenant exposure now with any one tenant is no more than five percent. And but but also that you know the top three are the number one or two grocers in each of our markets, and that sure. will probably remain you know a lot as a long-term trend for us. We want to sure. retain that. In terms of your balance sheet, uh, how are you managing capital today and growing this company? Uh, I know you've worked really hard to try to create a very you know sound balance sheet. That's that's true, and you know we we've been very uh, diligent in, in lowering our overall debt levels. We've been able to take advantage of market conditions and bring in good, good low-cost unsecured debt to replace secured debt, uh, lower our overall leverage levels, which now is under under 50% uh, overall. And so our market capitalization today, we stand at about a billion dollars in equity, about $800 million of debt. You know, for a total of 1.8 billion dollars, sure. and uh, you know, our cost of all that debt is, is I think it's under five percent today. Sure. So, taking advantage of market conditions and bring down the, those uh, interest rate costs. Sure. Well, retail investors really love to hear that. Especially, <laughs> we like to talk about the dividends. And yes. you know, you, you came, your company came from more of a retail background. You pay monthly dividends. That's true. Uh, around five percent today. So, right. tell us about your dividend. How you know how do you, how do you define yeah. the safety of the dividend? Well, it's interesting. We're one of the few companies. Companies in, in the REIT marketplace that uh, pays a monthly dividend that we always have from day one. We're not going to change that. Um, and, and it is around 5% of today's uh, stock price, which is probably still a little bit above market compared to, you know, market average is maybe 3.5%. So they're in investors looking for yield would still find us attractive. Um, and, and, and uh, you know, we, we look to grow that dividend over time as our income grows. So when, when we see growth in our in our funds from operations, you know, in the next couple of years, uh, whatever percent it is, we'll take a, a look at saying the dividend should increase by a, a subset of that. So right. give the investors an additional reward for sticking with us, and yet we'll still retain some of the some of the earnings growth to to reinvest into new new properties and grow the overall portfolio. Right. Yeah. Well, listen, that's a great story, and I greatly appreciate you having us today. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. We appreciate you coming out. You got it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Brad Thomas. Well, be sure to catch upcoming shows of special interest to you. Sign up for a once-a-week email announcing the show topic at commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, stay tuned for more interviews from ICSC Recon Convention in Las Vegas. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. Does your company provide professional services to the commercial real estate industry? The Commercial Real Estate Show is an excellent way to reach your target audience. For advertising options, visit CommercialRealEstateShow.com or call 888-612-SHOW. Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us to lead, learn, and laugh. Learn market knowledge and best practices to lead your company's success. Well, hello, I'm Michael Bull, your host to the world of commercial real estate. Today, we're featuring interviews from CEOs of leading retail REITs from ICSC Recon Convention in Las Vegas. 
The interviews are conducted by Brad Thomas, who covers REITs for The Street, Forbes, and Seeking Alpha. Brad is also Vice President Capital Markets with Bull Realty. He also publishes a newsletter on REITs called The Intelligent REIT Advisor. Enjoy. Brad Thomas here with The Street, here today at Recon Las Vegas 2013. I'm honored here today to have Joe Casenza, the co-founder and vice chairman of the Inland Real Estate Group. Good to see you today, Joe. Thank you. Good morning. Joe, uh, you know, we're here bright and early, but uh, this has been a busy show so far, and it uh, looks like today uh, the uh, results are up maybe 2% from last year, so a lot of traffic here today. What I see driving the market today is the, the cost of capital, the incredible uh, capital that's available in the real estate investment trust industry. Tell us about that. What's driving that low cost of capital? Well, first of all, the cost of capital in uh, America is really interesting right now. And, and here's an indication. If you can have a real estate company that recently came out of bankruptcy and can, can muster up $1.5 billion in long-term financing, then I think we're at a time when almost anybody could get financing. But, but, but in all seriousness, uh, the rates are low. Last year, I'll give you two firsts for, uh, for Inland, two firsts. The first first is that uh, we had a shopping center, we got a 10-year interest-only loan, and the rate was 3.81%. The shopping center, excuse me, that was the shopping center. Right. The apartment loan was 3.30%. I don't think you can get that on a house right now. Sure. So those things, obviously, that is driving the entire market for higher prices, but you're still getting a good return on your investment. Sure. Well, as far as the, the supply and demand today, Joe, um, you know, I've seen the outlet sector seems to be very busy with development, but I haven't seen many shopping centers being built. How are you feeling today in terms of the supply and demand fundamentals? Thank God they're not building shopping centers because there's a reason why our uh, our shopping centers, and we have about, I don't know, maybe a thousand retail uh, locations around the country. Right. They are from 94% to 97.5% occupied today. Now that's across the entire uh, uh, 48 states out of 50. And uh, of that, uh, we have found that the occupancy is up. It's up by anywhere from 80 to 200 basis points mm -hmm. from last year. We find that the rental increases, for there's two parts of rental increases. Right. One is brand new leases and the other one is renewal leases. On brand new leases, the um, increases are up 11 to 13%. On renewal leases, anywhere from 5 to 15%. All of this is because you only have so much available space. And then there's one last thing. As an example, in the Midwest, we have a lot of new entrants into the market. Bye Bye Baby, Dress Barn, Ross, many, many, many tenants, and that has helped occupancy up. Sure. Well, I guess the biggest threat today, Joe, is, is as I see, is rising interest rates. At some point, this is going to end. I mean, we're printing money. What's going to happen this, to this retail market specifically when interest rates begin to rise? Well, uh, first of all, Every week or two, I vacillate be between are they going up or are they not going up? 
you've got several things in its favor. Number one, inflation is down less than 2%. Number two, you have um, the federal government saying that they're not going to cause something to cause interest rates to go up until unemployment is down to 6.5%. I mean, that's going to take a while to do. So I'm tending toward thinking that the rates are still going to stay pretty level for quite a long time. But there's a lot of other things that are going on in, in, uh, uh, in the retail environment right now. You have 176,000 jobs that were created last month. Right. That's before 11,000 were lost. But, but, right. but of that, retail alone gathered up 33,000 jobs, and restaurants and bars, I guess people are drinking more, as <laughs> uh, another 38,000. That's 70,000 jobs just in that. You've got 12.5 million people jobs, having jobs in retail. you got to protect it. The Market Fairness Act has got to be passed. It's not a new tax. It's a no cheating tax. Right. Uh, and so uh, all of those things happening, retail is going to be better and better. Yeah. Well, listen, we've, it's picked up since we've been standing here with this interview, Joe, so I yes. appreciate it. Uh, thanks for being on the show today. Appreciate it. Thank you very all much. Right. Have a good day. Well, thank you, Brad Thomas. This is Michael Bull. We have an upcoming show that you don't want to miss. We'll be covering the IMN Conference on Special Assets and Workouts. We'll be interviewing speakers and bring the conference directly to you on the Commercial Real Estate Show. Remember, you're invited to reach out to us through your favorite social media. You can connect, friend, tweet, circle, however you like to get in touch with us. You can find them all at commercialrealestateshow.com. In fact, if you friend us on Facebook, you're also allowed to include your contact information on the professional directory at commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, more interviews from the floor of the ICSC Recon Convention right after this message. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by France Media. France Media provides exposure to the world of commercial real estate. Visit francemediainc.com or call 404-832-8262. Welcome back to the Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. Well, today we're featuring interviews from CEOs of leading retail REITs from ICSC Recon Convention in Las Vegas. Now more from Brad Thomas. Brad Thomas here today with The Street. I'm here today at Recon Las Vegas 2013. I'm honored today here to be with Craig McNabb, the CEO of National Retail Properties, ticker symbol NNN. Good to see you today. Brad, thanks very much. We appreciate being here. Sure. Well, the single tenant sector has just been on fire. 30% year to date, total returns, beating all the other sectors. What's driving it? You know, Brad, at the end of the day, this is an awfully good business. For the last 10 years, we've had occupancy just below 98% through the recession. I think something's working, number one. Number two, you take a look at the total returns over a period of time. And in answer to your question, what's happening is that the broad investor base has figured this out. <laughs> and as a result, supply-demand imbalance, more people want to get on the gravy train, and we thank them very much. 
Sure. Well, tell us a little bit about your balance sheet. You've got a bulletproof balance sheet, very little, if not any secured debt. Tell us a little bit about what's driving this capital today for your company. So one of the things that we work very hard to do is have a variety of moats around our business. So we get that in all kinds of ways. Number one, how we understand and underwrite the real estate. Most management teams think they've got great people. I am overwhelmingly convinced that in our sector, we've got the best people. So it's not just the assets, it's what you do with them. That's a big moat that we create. By the way, 98% occupied, I think it's working. Number two, on the balance sheet. We all know that equity is more expensive than debt. But if we use lots of equity, if the time ever comes where we need debt, I know where to find it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, a, another thing is in terms of how we buy properties. We are not convinced that volume is the solution. So we're very selective on what we buy and we like to get paid for deploying capital. So our returns have been quite high on investing new money. And just to put a metric on that, for the last about uh, nine quarters, we've got better than an 8% initial yield plus growth on top of that. Mm. So that just creates another moat around our business. And uh, you know, right now, all of these things are working for everybody. They're working nicely for us. Over the next couple of years, some of them will go away and we've got different levers to pull. Sure. And you know, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned management because that's something I'm a big believer in. And frankly, that's why I'm at this show. I'm meeting you and all the other uh, brilliant CEOs that run a lot of these big and small REITs. So I certainly uh, am a big believer in management. I think that's a big part of what you're buying today when you buy a REIT. Not only brick and mortar, but a management team. So let's talk about dividends because that's the most important part of that, that whole structure for REITs today. REITs are, dividend, REITs are forced to pay out dividends. Your company, in fact, I believe has paid dividends consistently, consecutively, for 23 years in a row, soon to be 24 years. How do you do that? Well, again, you know, it gets back to that building the moat and having a good business. And through the recession, we were able to raise our dividend. You know, to ex if you think about the moat, there's pressure on us right now to push that dividend as high as we can, pay out all of our cash flow. As a shareholder, it's kind of tempting. But you know what? Having a little bit of room and cushion is probably a better judgment. So uh, this year will be the 24th year of raising, consecutive year of raising our dividend. I think to the extent management uh, stumbles and that track record's broken, I would assume there'll be a new management team. So <laughs> everybody in our company is very focused on growing that dividend. Sure, the incentives are well aligned. Well, Craig, thanks so much for, uh, for having us today. We look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks, Brad, and thanks to our special guest from ICSC Recon. Well, next week we'll cover commercial lease issues. I'm Michael Bull. Until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for the Commercial Real Estate Show. The Commercial Real Estate Show is made available by professionals at Cone Resnick, BB&T, France Media, and Bull Realty. For more information about these companies or to access additional show podcasts or videos, visit commercialrealestateshow.com.